0: Thursday, folks. And by that theme song, you know what that must mean. It's time to get started for this week's episode of the Big Go Bell Podcast. The entire team is here. We got a ton to talk about tonight. But we get into it. Fellas, how you doing tonight? Stay okay.
1: Still
2: COVID-free
0: <laughs>
3: since 83.
1: <'83. laughs> a rainy night in the DC area as the storms wash across the country.
3: Little Wayne and, and Donald Trump in the same photo. <laughs> it is an image that I didn't think that I needed to see.
1: It is as, we're, disco- as we're discovering this week. A lot of unexpected celebrities are on the train. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go vote. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, it's a uh, probably be a conversation for another time. But yes, uh, each every Thursday we are live on your Twitter. you Want to catch us live, or you just listening back to? podcast obviously you can catch us at all audio platforms uh where podcasts all releases that following uh friday morning for your enjoyment uh but again you can catch us each and every thursday live on our social medias and interact with us in the chat get in join in on the discussion with us uh, but we'll be, before we get started uh we got some exciting news Broadway I handed to my oh. Guy over here Damien so you can uh, go ahead and plug that <laughs> in.
2: so hello everybody uh for those who don't know uh, I also work in conjunction with a local video game arcade here in the Dallas Fort Worth area free play arcade who is now an official sponsor of the big Old belt podcast and on behalf of me and them I'm very grateful to have this working relationship. Every Wednesday night, come out to Free Play Richardson where you can watch Wrestling Wednesdays, where we have random title matches and championship belts galore, with cheesy promos at the end of the night while watching AEW wrestling, as well as NXT on our overhead projector, all while serving kind of pretty decent bar food for Dallas-Fort Worth, to be quite honest, and just a whole bunch of beers on tap, as well as my favorite bartender, my broadcast partner, Sarah, working behind the bar. So that is every Wednesday. And this Friday, if you are in the DFW area, please feel free to head over to Free Play Arlington where Mike B will be DJing from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m., spinning all your favorite 90s and early 2000s hits. Come dressed. I will not. I will literally be showing up as the ball headed man you see right now. And <laughs> again, thank you so much for sponsoring us and sponsoring this show going forward. I appreciate it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Great stuff uh yeah as Damien said if you're in town make sure you give them a shout social media information will be in the description below um so let's get into the week i guess we got to rewind back a little bit till sunday mm-hmm. we had hell in the Sale. uh the red hell in the Sale version i think this is the second <laughs> year of the red a like couple cell. years of the red hell in the cell for sure mm-hmm. yeah um good quality matches that went on this week. Uh, so we're just going to start off easily by giving reactions to those who have watched it. Uh, starting over there with uh, uh, I'm about to say Damien, start over there. But we Will first.
1: <laughs> oh, Stone Cold Damien G doesn't get to go first on this one. <laughs> I'm liking know. the new look, man. He might stomp a mud hole in me and walk it dry. <laughs> I, I will jump in here to start out. Hell in a Cell was a very interesting show. I think the key thing was the three cell matches, you know, mm-hmm. Roman and Jay, and Roman and Jimmy. No, no, yeah, Jay, Jay Uso, yeah. mm-hmm. Roman and Jay, Sasha and Bailey, and Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. The three cell matches were really good, and, and I would go so far as to say they were some of the best cell matches I've seen in a number of years. Roman and Jay Uso did that crazy, dramatic, like, emotional story through that match involving the family. And from what I saw online, there's some people that weren't fans of it necessarily because of the pace and the talking. But I like the different presentation. I like all the layers they're putting into it with the family and like the monologue and the whole tribal chief aspect and the Usos having to bend the knee and all this. Like, I thought it was really well done. And if it was a little long, I will absolutely give it that. But damn, the finish of that I thought was tremendous. The, the choke-out finish and the brothers getting into it and Alpha and Sika coming out at the end and essentially putting the uh, endorsement on the whole thing where it's like, look, this is the Tribal Chief. This is our guy now. Roman Reigns is the king of the island until maybe someone else uh, takes issue with that. But for now, he's the king of the island. I, I thought it was tremendous. I thought it was just a hell of a segment from WWE. To yeah. that And yeah. hell, that was the opener. That was the damn yeah. opening match.
0: Yeah, we and obviously because, you know... They no conflicts, and I thought that was a smart idea to put it earlier to get all the viewers you can on it. But the audio video crew definitely got their money's worth during that match. Yep. They, they, their, their checks were was real earned during that. But uh, yeah, you know, talking about the wild Samoans, man, even at their age now, I still get chills down my spine. Like, they some, there's some too bad dudes there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I like the theatrics. but will before I give it to anybody else, I, I kind of mentioned this in our chat. I'm not a okay. fan of bringing in The Rock here. I don't think it makes sense. I really don't. In the match for Roma, it doesn't make sense because well, The Rock has a lot of ties with things going on. So number one, will WWE, will it be able to work in WWE schedule? Probably not. And quite frankly, it's on The Rock's schedule and everything that he has filming mm-hmm. on the pipeline. I just don't see it happening. And then you want to bring him back to work Roman, and you can't have him win because it's going to clearly be for a title. And you clearly not going to bring him back, and you clearly are not going to have him lose here. Like it just wouldn't make sense when you bring him back. You know, somebody of that celebrity, you bring him back, especially if he's going to. It's definitely would be some form of cross promoting going on. If it ain't the next Fast and the Furious movie, if it's not uh, Black Adam. If it's not any anything that he's involved with, it just doesn't make sense. And I don't, and the other big thing is I don't see WWE playing friendly with anything else that may be involved, i.e. Warner Brothers or whatever it may be.
1: (laughs) The tangled webs that could possibly be weaved with the rock there. Yeah, it, it gets interesting. And that's obviously down the road. It ain't gonna be happening anytime soon. Who knows if it would even happen in a situation where there aren't fans or at least minimal fans involved. But if that's an inevitable destination, there's a ways to get there. There's a lot of mileage in this tribal Mm -hmm. chief, Roman Reigns. And they clearly want to plant the seeds to it with the whole idea of he's the head of the table now. But like you said, it comes down to if it's going to happen, it's up to The Rock. He's holding all the cards on that. If he don't want to do it, it won't happen. It's all on him.
0: Yeah, if you if you bring a man, I mean, I see more of an endorsement, more of some type of special stipulation where he's on off to the side. I mean, you got to think, too. I mean, accidents happen, but that's a huge insurance policy bringing him in and for something to go wrong. Could you imagine by some freak accident? I mean, you remember Triple H pulled that hammy and his whole whatever was was completely bruised out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if, I don't know, old age, because it definitely catches up to everybody and he just gets in there and it all goes well and something freak accident happened.
2: Well, if you remember, if you remember the Rock tore his ab muscle or something like that during the second Cena match within two minutes, three minutes in, and he had to have emergency surgery right after the match. So I can see something like this potentially happening again. And... That insurance policy, you're damn right, better be about twenty five million dollars, just just <laughs> to even do a promo at WrestleMania, let alone step between the ropes. What's up,
0: Brian? Showing love in the chat. I need to need to get you back on the show very soon, my man. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's just my thing. I mean, I thought the match was good. There's other aspects of Hell in a Cell I like, but like I know everybody is automatic like The Rock, The Rock, The Rock, but it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense to me. It it, it sure it it can be a payday but sure there's way too much of a risk and liability of the rock stepping back in the ring and storyline reasons is this doesn't make sense to me at all. And I, and frankly, do anybody want to see the rock wrestle? So no. I was going to say that. So
4: once again, like just to add to what everybody's been saying, especially will I, I really enjoyed. First of all, when I saw the match was the first match of the night, I was surprised. But mm-hmm. then when I saw how it flowed, I thought it made sense being the mm-hmm. first match of the night, because I think, And once again, I know, Jamal, me and you talk about this all the time about how we do storytelling versus action. But I'm a huge storytelling guy in the ring. To me, I thought this is probably the best storytelling that took sequence from TV on SmackDown to a B-level pay-per-view that meant something. And you were in it the whole time. And I think that's probably the first time I had that in about 10 years, I would say, just looking at WWE television. The match itself, granted, the action wasn't the cleanest or the best. But the storytelling throughout that told the story was the biggest thing. And when you think about it's October now, about to be November 1st on Sunday, you have two months where you can build something up to the Royal Rumble that even if The Rock does not wrestle, he can still be a big mouthpiece within this storytelling that could bring somebody either up and coming, that's part of his family line, or make a connection that somebody that's surprising to fill that circle where his mouthpiece can be the perfect segment. You're the head. You think you're the tribal teeth. I set the damn table for you in the '90s mm-hmm. all the way to where you are now. The Rock can make that sequence by his microphone use and use somebody
0: else as a piece in a wrestling just to full circle it. Hey, hey, Sellers, If you're talking Paul Heyman versus The Rock, then I'm for that. Sign me the fuck. <laughs> you can, you can, you can, because that'd be two great
4: mouthpieces to go back and forth.
0: Oh and, yeah, look, I I like that. I've been wanting. I've been I've been thinking for the longest. Like when at some point are they going to realize that Samoa Joe. The <laughs> point, Brian. Good point, Brian. Yeah. And bring it. That's a perfect ideas.
4: segue. That's a perfect segue to bring him back in the ring.
0: What's the proposition on the Royal <laughs> Rumble? Oh man! Oh man! Um. Yes. Any other thoughts on
1: the sale for the night? <laughs> to to, to, to uh, switch it up real quick, so I think we, I don't want to overlook the ladies. I think the other big standout, of course, was Sasha and Bailey. Sasha and Ooh, Bailey Lord. killed it, and Lord knows they've had great matches in the past. And going into it, I was definitely thinking, okay, this—I don't know if this is going to live up to what they've done before. The Hell in a Cell can be kind of weird sometimes with the ladies involved, because as far as like how much weapon stuff they can be allowed to do, but damned if they didn't kill it. I thought it was a great like cherry on top of the story they've been telling with them since like the spring of just tying everything together mm-hmm. and bringing it back to the folding chair and tapping her out and just uh, I thought I, of all their matches I'll still put the Brooklyn match first but I'll put yeah. Hell in the Cell second ahead of Iron Man I I love the Hell in the Cell match I was very into it. that's tough
4: that's tough Will that's a tough call
0: I Ooh. just I want to redirect two things real quick Will. I know you I have to be, you know, at some point we're going to transition from hell in a cell and I know how much you want to talk about Randall Orton. So just don't get that. <laughs> Randall Keith Orton. Yeah, And, and so I know how bad you want to talk about the Miz.
2: <laughs> oh, stop it. Stop it.
4: The M on the microphone is going to be the best thing in, on Raw for the next couple of weeks.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Solid pay-per-view up and down the board. Um, I know Jamal didn't watch on so. So if you if anybody's wondering about why Jamal has no comments here, just, <laughs> <laughs> just know that we know each other more than you know us.
2: <laughs> what, I, what I'm yep. going to say before we transition really quick is just for a lot of people who say wrestling is a soap opera, this pay per view provided a lot of soap opera elements. Indeed, yeah, to, to your point, Sellers, yep. that blended all the television programming. In like some telemundo, oh, what's gonna happen next routine, you know, shock yes. Spanish face. Yes. And yet it still leaves you wanting to see the next episode now. It's almost Absolutely. like Dragon Ball Z, where it's like, Well, tune in next time. Well, now I actually do want to see where Bailey and Sasha go from here. I do want to see what happens in the in the Uso Reigns Dynasty Samoan thing because If you would have asked me three months ago, four months ago, that I'd want to see the Usos have a civil war with Roman Reigns and the whole family, I would have said you were crazy and I didn't want to watch it. Why do I stay in now on Fridays to watch it before going out? Because I'm invested and I want to see it. So kudos to the writers of WWE for finally blending in all the elements of sports entertainment with good in-ring action. So thank you so far for this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move forward with the week, or should we talk a little bit about some news stuff? Which way should we go with this here? Some news stuff? Go with news. news. News, not news. What kind news. of news? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I think the first thing I, I like that, that instantly caught my eye this week was, um, well, one what we just was talking about in the chat with the Netflix thing, investment man. At some point, we had to mention that, <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that and of course if anybody is not uh caught up with this there is going to be a docu-series on netflix about vince mcmahon's life uh did, didn't want y'all read it thoroughly i think you said you you, you uh you did well
1: yeah the, well what we know so far it was just announced a couple hours ago during the uh earnings call for the third quarter that wwe had this afternoon and they announced that uh bill simmons is going to be doing a docu-series yeah. on Netflix concerning Vince McMahon. It's going to be multiple parts. They're not expecting it till 2022. <sighs> the director of it is the guy who did the Fire Festival doc on Netflix. That was very big. A good, no, no, what, no, maybe a no. year ago I, or so. I forgot.
0: Because there was one on Hulu and there was one on Netflix. I don't yeah, there know were what... two. There were two. Okay. Okay.
1: One of them. Either way, it was one of them. But, I mean, that was a big thing when it happened. So, I think the interesting part is – there are some major players involved with this and, it, and also it being on Netflix and not a WWE production. So yes, that that raises my eyebrows because I've obviously WWE's approving of it. They're signing off on it, but there's also enough clout involved from the outside that I don't think they're going to be able to just like get their way on everything. There's going to have to be some legitimacy to it. I would hope given I mean, you got names like Bill Simmons and like this Fire Festival dude. Who, Lord knows, the Fire Festival doc was just insane as far yeah. as like just not holding anything back. Yeah. So,
0: Lord I'm knows that Curious. Hey, wait, wait till you hear the first testimony of what Vince McMahon made somebody do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: So, who knows? I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long time before it happens, but we just found um, out about it today. But I'm definitely uh, curious to hear more. But Let's should we be
4: surprised? Should we be surprised though? Because Vince has used. ESPN to put his doc- documentaries. He's used his own product using the network. The only place he really hasn't done that could be across a major people, major streams would be Netflix. I mean, he's even done TV as cable TV with NBC and everything with the XFL and, and putting some, some live WrestleMania stuff or whatever on TV. Now, now he's going to use Netflix. And in a way we really haven't seen a TVMA MA version of a WWE production that really digs deep of, what goes behind the doors that Vince McMahon does. And I think this could be a really good avenue to really open the walls. I mean, Vince McMahon is in the seventies now. So like literally at this point, he doesn't care what happens now because his legacy is gonna be passed on now. So I'm hoping that this could be a way that, all right, he goes out with a bang saying, okay, I'm done with this business. I'm done, I'm (laughs) getting over this. Let me let my dirt out because it, it means nothing no more as far as holding it all in. I mean, why not?
2: So yeah, sort of that. like when we when you we watched the right. last ride, similarly, right? When we saw right. the the end we of the Undertaker, happening. not, not
0: that. he's dying, he's dying in that office seat. There's no way. But but by <laughs> the way, you are talking about a TV MMA action of what happens behind doors? I mean, look if you chop up enough parts of a uh, dark side of the ring, there you go. Because <laughs> every episode eventually went back to Vince McMahon and his doing. So uh, if they what can. If
2: what if it ends with Vince dying <laughs> at the end Dude. of the docu series? <laughs> That's Dude. the final episode. <laughs> Jeez. <Dude. laughs> oh
0: man. All right. Well, yeah. That. we'll see if anybody. I mean, 2022. We'll see what happens. A lot can happen, especially right now in the streaming service wars. A lot can happen until then. So, we'll see. Now, the real thing I really kind of want to talk about here is uh, Thunder Rosa here. Mm, yes. In the mm. NWA. And everything involving, shall we say, her, con- her contract, mm-hmm. NWA and their contracts, Billy Corgan, his comments, obviously the NWA uh, Women's uh, Championship switching hands, where it's being defended at, all things in, in that manner. The first thing I, I want to call, uh, kind of want to focus on here, and we can kind of freestyle this a little bit, is I think Billy Corgan – Vividly coming out, letting them know that Thunder Rosa is signed right now. Through next year, supposedly. Next year is, let's not leave anything to mystery, folks. She is NWA. And as she should, if you had the opportunity to get your hands on her and sign her early, this would have been a drastic and tragic mistake if she was just free to walk. So good on them for getting that done. But what's even better is with them not being able to run shows and the, the, the return of power is not yet. forgot, I believe Jamal said something about it uh, a couple of weeks ago, As tentatively as what the plan is with it. If, you, if she's going to be the face of your brand and you got her working indie shows, you got her probably being, I mean, I don't even think this is even arguable now, Y'all can tell me any different, but she is the biggest talent, woman talent, in the women's roster on AEW, right?
1: She would probably be the only other one. Well, Sheeta and Britt Baker. I Britt put Baker. that level,
0: but... Who? OK, so like I said, Thunder Rosa, the biggest.
2: <laughs> well, Tim, don't now. ask us for our opinion if you're just going to say Thunder Rosa. Like, I, come went, on.
0: I, I mean, I went crazy with the Britt Baker thing. I mean, yes, yeah, she does definitely arguable. I mean, the champions here, but at the same time, too, I mean, there seems to be more. As it should, obviously, more linear with the NWA championship than. The AEW Women's Championship. That
2: I get what I get. What you're saying, you're basically saying because she had such a cachet, her appearing on AEW in the first place is a bigger thing than let's say Serena defending the title last night against Layla. Correct? Well, either way,
0: I think that the, the the focus around it is just the bigger draw in AEW uh, when mm-hmm. it when it pertains to the women's division. I mean, hell, I mean they're 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 being featured more. I mean, it is something that a lot of people are are drawn into. Uh, But nonetheless, I mean, I just think what what, was happening with them, what NWA was doing in order to keep themselves relevant throughout this time where they're obviously not able to run show, it's really the unsung hero right now that a lot of people should be, you know, not tipping their hat to Billy Corgan and Thunder Rosa for doing so. I mean, again, Power was the best weekly show out when it was running. Yes, that's my personal opinion. Now that it's gone, it's kind of like, well, what's happening? And you know, they've been very vocal about not running, wanting to run without a crowd, they stuck firm to that. And then the idea was like, well, what's next? Are they done, or what's going to happen? It's like, well, here we go. They're still keeping a relevancy by doing what they're doing now. And Thunder Roses is one of the hottest talent there. Now, Serena Deep have a um having a championship who is signed to AEW, if, I, if I'm, understanding correctly, yes. i mean, again, you got your hottest talent and now you have your, your, your belt in two different positions and still drawing intent uh, uh, attention to the brand. I, I think it's this undercover genius that a lot of people just aren't really acknowledging enough and sure. They got to have the platform in AEW to really bring a lot of this to the attention, but also, which I can't think of the name of, it. I hope one of y'all can look it up real quick, but the indie um, promotion that they've been running at the last couple of weeks as well, I, I don't know the name off the top of my head, but I know a ton of talent are going through there, affiliated with uh, NWA, and it's like, this must be legitimate. So it's just all kind of working all together, but it all draws back to NWA. I got to give it to Jamal. I got to give him some voice time on this on this subject here.
3: Yeah, here's where I don't care. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> this is this is you, a reoccurring thing.
3: So you expect me to give a shit about the the women's division in AEW yeah. when you know for all the reasons why we've uh, explained before, and then you have this mishmash where you have you bring in Thunder Rosa, who is a talent. You know, I'm not not particularly a fan, but she she's a talent. I'll give her that. NWA champion, her being there and doing work. Immediately diminishes the rest of the um you know AEW women that really mm-hmm. haven't seen had a chance to come up because Rose is in the spotlight, giving the women's division some sign and, and which she's supposed to do, that's not her fault. But it's still the idea of well, what about all these women on dark that you've been establishing as a household, you know, name and trying to ingratiate themselves uh, with the people? What about people that have already been established, like Penelope Ford? Now that Rose literally said that I'm not wrestling, you know, part of the storyline, but she's not wrestling until she asks her to buy for the championship. That doesn't make sense. So there really aren't any storylines going on in AEW. You have Rosa, you know, unfortunately uh, commanding the most attention. Serena Deeb can, comes in out of, out of nowhere. Uh, apparently she's from, like from Vienna, too, which is you know, So good on you, Serena. But yeah, she uh, comes in out of nowhere, and you know, whiles the uh, competition, and I get it. People were hurt. Travel restrictions. A 30 year, a woman's roster stuck overseas. Um, Shawna's been trying, like apparently by robo, to get her ass uh, here from France. Um, <laughs> so that's been like a four week process, and I understand this, there's a lot. But unfortunately, when you schedule the women's division on Wednesday night between nine twenty and nine thirty. You give them eight minutes, but two minutes of that is a commercial break, and, and a minute of that commercial break is not even picture-in-picture. Picture. I I just can't care. And then on top of all that, when NWA does start up again, whatever they decide to do, with especially if Rosa decides to do an MMA thing, if she decides to start mm-hmm. up her own wrestling uh, promotion, like which is what's been a rumor also, she can just go. And where's does leave AEW with their floundering women's division anyway? There are simple solutions to the problems that they have, but we haven't seen a made it stick once. So until they get their shit together and establish a foundation for the women's division, eh, you know, it is it is kind of what it is. Where's Big Swole been? Get your bill cartons out. Bruh.
0: So so number one, we are saying the same thing. Like I my, my conversation was about NWA and you and absolutely you nailed the legitimate issue with that in terms of AEW, but nwa is fine again for not having the show they got tons of, of of heat and relevancy behind them for doing what they're doing like you said thunder thunder rosa comes in and doing what she's supposed to do but you would think with billy corgan and tony khan as they say relationship and friendship with each other that maybe they looked at each look at each other and say well you know I'm doing this to help promote my my uh, my head of my uh, division. What are you doing to help promote yours? Where is she at? And where the hell is the rest of your division? <laughs> and so, yeah, like you said, definitely put out a, a Amber Alert for Big Swole. I, I don't know. Nothing. Got nothing. <laughs> now,
1: it's, it's really strange. I mean, we talked about it in our old chat this week that, like, The amount of time being spent on the NWA women's title on AEW programming is just really odd when you think about it, because it's taking time away, like Jamal said, from the core AEW roster. Hell, from from the AEW talent, That from from the AEW champion, Sheeta wrestled on Dark this week. The NWA Mm -hmm. women's champion, she was on Dynamite. So it's like you even have your own champion wrestling on the B-Show on YouTube and putting the – Uh, Yes, a 20 year talent that is now the NWA women's champion, but still you're featuring this other company's title on your main show. It's odd decision making and where I don't know if it's just like a matter of, well, we just don't have a direction for this division and we don't have like a lot of talent to work with that. that We're confident in. So we're just kind of throwing some women's matches on to make do while we figure it out. Maybe it's as simple as that. But the Thunder Rosa situation. I mean, it, Lord knows everyone started speculating. OK, she dropped the title. She must be going somewhere. But right. Billy's apparently keeping her. And I think that's where it gets interesting because it becomes, OK, if you're signing a contract with Billy Corgan in the NWA, what exactly are you signing on for? Especially in our current situation of the world where there's just you know not a whole lot of shows happening. What are you being held to in this contract? We have Mance Warner over in MLW rumored to be going through the exact same situation where there was talk that AEW was interested in him and MLW apparently is like, nah, we got a piece of paper. You need to back up. So there's there's multiple people in this same situation, but what it really comes down to is like, what's up with these contracts in the state of a pandemic where places like MLW aren't running NWA is barely running. So how much is that piece of paper worth? Especially if you're being held to it. Well, This one reminds house. me of
2: the territorial days, by the way, where random <laughs> talents pop up at random territorial shows. So now we have Rosa popping up. Who knows if we're going to get some rando wrestler from NWA. Who's the dude that made the stupid commercials? Uh, Austin Idol? Is he going to pop on AEW and do <laughs> a commercial? Him. You know, and we're going to have that as part of paid promotion. For me, what I'm more interested in, and I brought this up to you, Will, in the chat too, was... What are the financial ramifications of these contracts? What are Mm -hmm. you getting? What is the NWA getting monetarily beside having their belt on the programming? Maybe that's just it. To have your talent wrestle for another rival promotion. You know, what's to stop someone from NWA going to impact at the next pay-per-view and attacking somebody there where we talked weeks ago about controlling the narrative where EC3 allegedly can work at any promotion he wants? is that going to be the new language of every single contract with the exception of WWE and maybe AEW for exclusivity? Maybe now if you sign with NWA or impact, you can work these one-offs on these programs and we're not going to care. I'm curious to see how much it's costing to do this, to be quite honest.
0: I, I just hate the idea that everything in wrestling comes in trends and maybe it's because people are learning from each other and try instead of just actually going out there and, understanding and, and mm-hmm. reeking the knowledge yourself. And yes, much like you said, it's going to be one person that does that and, and then the next person's like, oh, wait, you can do that in the contract? Well, people and folks, the contract can have whatever language you want in it and both sides just have to agree. So much to everything that you're saying, is it possible? Well, if both sides said it is, and this is up to you to be able to do that. It's up to you to come to the table with the right representation and saying, hey, me, I want my merch the the likeness of my name i want to mm-hmm. report when you need me like whatever accommodations that means also i got my own promotion and if possible under approved authority i would like to wear some indie promotions that you all are in relationships with cool and that's just how you structure your contract and that's not no unicorn it's just you worked it the way you need to work it and then there will be somebody else going to be like, well, you did that? It's like, well, sure. <laughs> you can also have your own side of your contract if you go and, and negotiate the way that you deem fit. So, yeah, it's a, it's a learning process for some people. But, like, what Thunder Rose is doing and what Billy Corgan is doing, I mean, I didn't see it as a surprise of him saying he lock, had her locked up. But I'm glad that they put everything to bed because the dirt sheets was getting ready to go crazy. I already seen that they said like something with Vince McMahon wanting her and stuff like this and it's just like all right, well, we'll, let's just start reaching if that's what we're going to do today. Do we
2: think Vince McMahon knows who Thunder Rosa is? No, he don't even
0: know half the people on his own roster. (laughs) (laughs) And X who And X who Yes, someone exactly. underneath
1: there does. Triple H might know, or one of one of the kids working there, you know, at the performance center. I mean, just like how they snatched up Ben Carter. The higher ups have no idea who these people are, but someone there is paid to watch all these shows and they are keeping tabs and like, oh hey, this one. We should go after them. Mm-hmm. There's some intern with that job. That's who knows who she <laughs> is.
0: <laughs> I was just about to name a name, but I'll just chill. I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> I ain't gonna do that. Oh man. Okay. So Damien.
2: so again thank (laughs) you so much to free play arcade for hosting this episode of big Bell podcast as well as going forward i work with them as the host of the nerd side of the ring podcast every thursday afternoon between 1 and 2 p.m doing raw smackdown nxt recaps we host wrestling wednesdays on wednesday nights at free play richardson where we watch aew as well as nxt On the big screen projector my friend sarah my broadcast partner sarah makes wrestling inspired cocktails for those who are interested and please if you are in the dfw area this weekend please go to free play arlington where terminator mike b will be djing from 9 p.m to 2 a.m on a halloween themed wrestling specific uh kind of like a set he supposedly is dressing up like the tribal chief roman reigns i will see about this uh, their head their head of <laughs> of advertising Chris Delp will be dressed as Orange Cassidy. So all you wrestling fans, if you are in the DFW area, please show up to Free Play uh, Free Play Fort Worth as well as Free Play Arlington this weekend for the festivities.
4: Would that be
0: tattoos
2: included as well? Uh probably one of those weird sleeve things to match a skin tone. <laughs> if <you're> dark, <laughs> all
0: right, so let's 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 kind of transition a little bit different here. Let's go over to Jamal and let's knock out some of the news and other things that popped up this week.
3: Okay, so, uh, you know, quite a busy week. Uh, We alluded to it before. You have the WWE earnings call that happened earlier today. Um, It's, needless to say, been a banner year for WWE. Uh, They're absolutely killing it in the third quarter by itself. Uh, they made $221 million in overall revenue, $201 million in media rights revenue, um, $700,000 in live events revenue, and nearly $20 million in consumer <laughs> products revenue. So all of them t-shirts that you bought, like that one right there that says burn it down, uh, they'd sell 20 million of those.
2: Damn.
3: Um, so $20 million worth <laughs> of those. So that's a lot of scratch for uh, you know a Seth Rollins t-shirt, but- <laughs> The interesting thing, of course, is going to be uh, what's going to happen with Saudi Arabia, what's going to happen with the Amway Center and their deal, um, what's going to happen with uh, you know all of that stuff, and how would they pivot uh, from the Performance Center and go on the road? So that question was asked in the call, and there nothing was given on the Saudi Arabia aspect, but the, the statement was um, from Nick Khan, no relation to the other Khan, uh, was that his, our assumption is that we'll be at a venue like the Amway Center for the rest of 2020. Um, the NBA, which obviously the Amway Center will host for the Atlanta Magic, um, and a, a few other teams play in that building as well. Uh, the NBA is not going to start up this year. So though their season would have started this probably this weekend, uh, they're going to be off until at least January, late January, February, when that se- if that season starts up on time. So is the Ambulance Center in play uh, where the current Thunderdome is? Uh, what would that look like in a different building? Uh, these are things that we'll see further down the road. Uh, a caller asked about President Trump saying that McMahon was in a meeting regarding sports during the pandemic. McMahon responded with that he was on a, pan- a panel with Roger Gordell and others, and that he noted that they will return with fans once COVID lets up, and they can do it safely for, they can do so safely for their, fans, and performers, and if you follow WWE's COVID uh, response, what could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Right. So, moving on, uh, a match that you didn't see that did happen on AEW Dynamite last night was Tanara Conti versus Abaddon. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: That match was scrapped and left on the cutting room floor because Abaddon apparently suffered a pretty serious injury during the match. Uh, The match was thrown out and she was struck in the throat and was unable to breathe right so the uh the injury is not life-threatening she is set to make a full recovery and maybe even appear on this friday night's aew Heels: a halloween (laughs) Spooktacular. so (laughs) oh no okay (laughs) It's not their name. That's my name.
1: So, this is Brandy's like a costume party from her kitchen or something.
3: Uh, yeah, via Zoom. So it's, it's the <laughs> if you if you paid your fifty bucks and you're in your the heels um, shenanigans, then good on you. Uh, and that'll be a thing. So, again, good luck to Abaddon. I'm kind of glad they cut the match because she's the living dead girl we don't want to actually see her, A, die, and B, be, you know, mortally injured because of yeah. the fact that, you know, that's bad for a character. Um, if you're a zombie, death is generally bad for your character. AEW, <laughs> now, the numbers are tricky, but it is what it is. NXT gained 225,000 viewers. Now, granted, they had a pay-per-view-like show with Halloween Havoc and all of the shenanigans. Um, But they still wound up at 21st, if you look at the ratings, because the ratings are set by the key demographic of persons 18 to 49. AEW was in the top 20 at number 12, somewhere between Fox News shows and the Royal Housewives of Des Moines or whatever (laughs) now. But still, AEW with uh, 781,000 viewers to NXT's 876. So AEW retained their viewers. NXT shot up. Uh, way ahead, because you know they threw the kitchen sink at the show. Uh, where does Guy Fieri uh, fit in, in all of this? Guys, Grocery games, number nineteen. So still better than NXT, AEW. Well ahead. The Wednesday night war between AEW and, and Guy Fieri rolls on. <laughs> in Japan, Wrestle Kingdom will happen over two. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom will happen over two nights, January fourth and January fifth. Both shows last year drew 40,000 for day one and 30,000 for day two. They, of course, are uh, take place from the Tokyo Dome. This year, well, it's going to look a little bit different, obviously. Even in Japan, though they are in a different COVID situation than the U.S. and other countries in the world, both nights of Wrestle Kingdom will be capped at 20,000 people. Now, I bring this up because this is exactly what I said that they should do with SummerSlam. Uh, move it from the Performance Center to Tropicana Field. That's a 35,000-seat building. You can social distance the hell out of it because you can actually use the playing field as seating, as you do mm-hmm. they did with the Royal Rumble out there in Phoenix last year. Um, and I'm not saying that you have to fill the joint, but 20,000 people out of 40,000 seats is a, a, a real possibility. And even if they slim that down to 15 or so thousand, uh, that's still a pretty good damn number for one of your bigger pay-per-views. I'm not saying that, you know, depending on where they want to have it, it depends on what the country's doing. This may be even a non-starter as the other you know, country's COVID cases are ramping back up. But the bottom line is, is that the Royal Rumble is in about three months and it would be cool to see WWE pull off a bigger Socially distanced, well placed event. Uh, if you can do it safely, maybe at the um, the Citrus Bowl, or wherever they call it now in Orlando, which is a seventy thousand seat stadium, or Raymond James, or because you know they kind of owe Tampa, uh, or Tropicana Field in St Petersburg, Florida has the venue space, um, and I think I, that you can do it with fans safely.
0: But and don't don't forget that uh, it's been announced that the Super Bowl is going to be in Tampa. Yep. So.
3: Everyone uh, going to Florida? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they go to Florida because they can, but also realistically, it's it, it, there is a way to do that safely. And, and as we've seen with the World Series, they had like fifteen thousand fans or so in Arlington, Texas, at the new ballpark, and that was a pretty raucous crowd for fifteen thousand out of forty-five. Mm-hmm. So
1: it worked. It worked yeah. on TV totally.
3: Yeah, it, it absolutely works. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what they do, and of course. Uh, not to be upstage, it'd be interesting to see what WWE's response would be as the Royal Rumble was like, you know, three weeks after Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, and of course, 20,000 fans at a wrestling show seems like a far gone conclusion this year. It'd be interesting to see how shows uh, you respond to that level of of crowd. Speaking of uh, the pay-per-view, apparently Bellator had an event today.
1: Hey, news to me. Okay.
3: <laughs> uh, uh right. So now on a uh, Thursday. Weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't I not I don't know what Bellator is. Uh I just learned of this like maybe two hours ago. Another reason why we were bringing it up is because uh, Jake Hager uh fought at Bellator two fifty, which is why he wasn't available for Dynamite and also it was taped. But uh he wasn't available for Dynamite because he was training for his big match against the fearsome Brandon Carlton? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. you know, power and fear because Brandon's on his way. But either way, um, apparently it was uh, – they have a three-judge setup, and uh, take, Hager took it two-to-one um, as he approves the 3-0 and in his MMA career, career. How much did Tony Khan pay whoever runs Bellator to, uh, you know, to put Hager over? Yeah. <laughs> the reason why I bring that up is because if you've seen Hager at the end yeah. of the uh, at it, the end of the
0: match, beat. I'm looking at it right now. He, he didn't look like he won.
3: Yeah. yeah. So Jake Hager's face looked like taco meat at the end of the fight, but somehow he won. You know, very close in points. Uh, on well, well, and again, if you
0: if if you're listening, you have no clue who Tony Khan is. You look uh, immediately down at uh, Jake Hager's shorts. You're like sponsorship, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you start connecting the dots here. You say, Oh, okay. <laughs> and look, the combat sports man with the, with the right money behind it, a lot of things can happen. So, truth, and not to say he's not a fighter, but I'm just saying I didn't see the fight, but by the looks of it, the, that looks like that one could have got pretty interesting. So,
3: yep. Um, uh, so also, speaking of pretty interesting. Uh, we've been talking about it over the past uh, couple months, it seems for now, that what will WWE and third-party relationships work with their talent? Well, it seems that AJ Styles, Mia Yim, and a few others that I don't really know of are done with Twitch. Mm. Uh, Mia, oh. Yim, yeah, Mia Yim posted uh, a thing uh, basically saying, hey, the stream is pause." Don't know when I'll allow, be allowed back up. This isn't goodbye. This will see you later. When I okay. get more news, I'll let you all know. Thanks, for every, Thanks everyone, for helping me get through these past few months, and I hope to bring joy back to you guys when the stream is back up and running. Thank you. Um, I don't know who Brennan Williams is, but apparently he's a WWE person, and he says, unfortunately, uh, for the time being, we'll be on a hiatus and for, for the notice. Um, Alistair Black and Selena Vega... Uh, they said on in, in like a Discord chat, we ask that you please continue on as normal and avoid further discussion at this time. Any further information on the situation will be a, addressed by Tom and Thea. personally when the time is ready. We also ask that you did not repeatedly ask them on their status and allow them to provide an update on their on their own time. I'm gonna assume it's like a mod in their Discord saying, like, okay, we, we know what you know, calm down. Mm. Um and Antonio Cesaro. He he uh, said on his uh, basically had a big sign off on his last stream where he was like, hey, uh, this is a goodbye. Uh, this is see you down the road. So uh, they're all bowing out. I didn't see what AJ Styles said on his last stream, because why would I watch AJ Styles do anything? But it's um, it seems that the hammer is dropping. Uh, hammer is dropping there.
0: If I'm not mistaken, Paige was uh, streaming not too long ago. I'm about to see if she's still streaming well, Paige, now.
3: Uh, Adam Cole, um, uh, yep. what's his name? Pa- uh, Paige
0: is currently streaming the football game.
3: Yeah, uh, hmm. Xavier Woods. Uh, they all have streams that I know of. Um, I can't think of anyone else within WWE. Uh, Mike Rome, uh, if he still works there, you know, he he has a stream. So it'd be interesting to see. How, um, is, how is this the
0: is this the thing to watch? Page watch football?
2: Or her, I mean, hmm, never mind. <laughs> 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 I was going to ask: Are they within view? Is my question? I mean, nah, to I'm be out.
3: fair, you know, depending on how much she knows of football, it could be fun for the laughs. Uh, realistically, I don't think you're watching Paige for, if you're watching football. I, mean, I don't think you're watching football if you're watching Page watch football.
1: <laughs> right yeah unless you're doing it for the for the laughs of like you said like the whole the whole foreign aspect of cute foreign girl watching football she doesn't understand and well, yeah, I mean, but,
0: oh that sounds like a title of, of something
1: yeah yeah mm. no, so it absolutely mean,
0: does that, that's a category that's,
3: oh it's, it's, it's definitely <laughs> a category um
0: Jesus Christ. all right y'all well that, that's gonna do it for tonight <laughs> we're gonna go watch football right now yeah, sure. was, yeah. watch it too. So I, that's not a collective thing that's also a category
3: oh, oh well first of all if we're talking about the collective then everybody needs to get tested
0: oh absolutely <laughs> oh my god
1: so,
3: you got the extra uh, strength of COVID at the collective.
0: Everybody's like, "What the hell are we talking about?" <laughs>
3: yeah. um, so there are a couple of things uh, happening around the wrestling world. Of course, uh, Ring of Honor uh, continues on this week. Uh, Friday night Smackdown so will have the aftermath of Hell in a Cell, uh, um, including really quick but, after always
0: the, the 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 championship match is set for this weekend. Yeah, that is going to be Jonathan Gresham and, and Tracy Hossos-Williams. I'm yes. sorry. I've definitely seen these two work in the past. And if you haven't, mm-hmm. I, th- I know there's a lot of respect behind Gresham, but just in case you're not hip to Tracy Hossos-Williams, this this right here, even thus far in the tournament, if you still have been sli- sleeping on him, who's pulled out upset over, um, well, I can't think of his name right now. Golly, the, the other big face of far away. Why is his name slipping on my it head? Lethal. Jay Lee, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this is gonna be a banger. Just wanted to take a second to make sure that like you definitely turn in for this one th- this weekend. And then I think we can watch
3: it. Uh um, Saturday night at 10 o'clock if you are in Baltimore. Um, Sunday morning at whenever the fuck o'clock, if uh <laughs> if you're in DC and I know other places around the country are somewhere between Saturday night at 10 o'clock and Sunday at midnight yeah. as well. And our and the ROH website will
1: post it Monday at seven o'clock, is when they do the live stream deal. Yeah. And it'll be on ROH.com all week. So, yeah, it's going to, I'm very excited. I'm. They teased Lethal and Gresham as the final so hard from the mm-hmm. beginning that I'm so glad they didn't go with that. And they gave us a curveball. Tracy Williams and Gresham is going to be a hell of a match to crown the Pure oh. Championship again. Very excited about it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's happening this weekend. Friday Night SmackDown with the aftermath of Hell and Stell is this weekend. Two o five live uh, is happening. Uh, apparently, it's episode two o one of two o five live. And I swear to God, if they don't do a big thing for episode two o five of two o five live, then that's a that's a, that's money down the drain right there. Uh, WXW is having their Catch Grand Prix twenty twenty. Uh, that's a big tournament in, in Germany. Um, and finally. The Department of Health and Human Services in the U.S. was Uh-oh. putting, on putting a, together a PSA campaign uh, to get the word out about coronavirus. So they uh, wanted to get celebrities to talk about the virus, and, you know, similar to any PSA, uh, say no to drugs, here's the truth about smoking, uh, you know, thick five saves lives, all of these things that <laughs> They, uh, you have people speak out for the more you know of people that uh were or thought of. There's a list, and it's a 34 page list that I'm looking at of names of people with a little notes about them. Uh, apparently, they've reached out to everyone on this list. Some people, like Guy Fieri, apparently has declined because he's overcommitted. I mean, honestly, Guy, you're really that busy, but there are some other people. Uh, Betty White has declined, um, uh, Christy Alley has declined. I don't know why, she could use the work. Uh, Drew Barrymore has declined, Hugh Jackman has declined, uh, Trevor Noah has declined, and, and so on. One of the big names that's relevant to us is that Rhonda Rousey uh, was sought after by the Department of Health and Human Services. Uh, her demographic, if she were to do a PSA, would appeal to the general public, women, and conservatives. And though her status is currently, or at least as of October twenty third, pending an answer, the additional notes include that she's supported publicly the Democratic uh, candidate Bernie Sanders in twenty sixteen. She does have anti-feminists views at times, and she was arrested at a WWE event in twenty nineteen. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Charlotte booted her through that window when she got taken off in the cop car. Good
3: old DC well, you for you. Her- <laughs> Wait, so, so, just so, so you understand, the government has spotlighted Ronda Rousey's arrest on Raw. Wow. In event. Wow. <laughs> yes, and they preclude her from a PSA about you know the uh, you know oh. surviving the coronavirus in the It's country. real.
0: It's real to us, damn it, and it's
3: apparently Kayfabe. real to all of them. K isn't dead. <laughs>
1: Dude, hold on. Again, these wanna, are, I, these I, are I, the these are the things that happen when your president is in the WWE Hall of Fame. And this <laughs> is
0: what happens. <laughs> Wait, but I'm, I'm about I'm about it was 90% sure this was in DC when she got arrested, right? Or was it Baltimore? I think it was DC. I, I think, I it, think was it was here. DC. Yeah, 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 I think right. it was DC. And and this is right on par with DC police on on, on on their legitimacy. Because let's also not forget when Transformers was being filmed out here, how the police went on a high-speed chase. Uh, 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 chasing after Bumblebee while they were filming. So oh, are you serious? These, these things happen out here.
2: Come on. Some Wonder Woman
4: <laughs> stories too. I bet somewhere. So because Wonder Woman was filmed partly here too. So <laughs>
3: yep. It oh, was, um, and apparently they had to shut down. They shut down most of Georgetown for that. Um, mm-hmm. It was early on a um, on like a Sunday morning. Uh, same deal when they were filming uh, Captain America.
0: On the Woodrow Wilson. I know they shot something. Uh, no, um, uh,
3: maybe Civil War. The second one. Whatever the second one was. Winter Civil War. Winter. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Um, yeah, they filmed that here too. But the bottom line is, is that yeah, uh the the Trump government, uh, through the health and human services department, uh, may leave out <laughs> <modernizing> <laughs> will not be denied. It is,
0: it is real as damn it. All right, well. That's the news for this week. Awesome. Let's get to our last little bit for the night, and that's obviously we have to talk about Halloween Habit. I'm going to be short here. Halloween Habit and anybody that grew up a hardcore WCW fan haven't been really pleased about uh, NXT using those properties. But I will say that Halloween Habit was an absolute knockout out the ballpark this week. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. killed it on all accounts. I enjoyed it entirely. It I was able to, I mean, obviously differentiate between my love for WCW Halloween Havoc and what NST did, but I thought it was still fun and creative and, and in their own way, uh, and overall, it was just a good, good quality match. And Shasi, I mean, it's like she was literally made for her role here, and it's just good to kind of see how they're utilizing her charisma and uh and and just her enthusiasm and energy in a way that just really brought another layer to it uh this was absolutely you know we always talk about pay-per-view quality uh theme shows for uh through their weekly televised show this felt all bits of a pay-per-view quality show much bigger than WrestleMania of this year not even a question (laughs) so i enjoyed it for what it was worth um I definitely thought they did a really good job, and I'll definitely give it over to y'all so everybody can get their last little tidbit. Same Boy, back so for us tonight. I,
4: I'm gonna be short on mine too. Um, I just like you said, two chains. I just I just put a shout out to Eo Shirai. I I, I think hmm. I have more respect for her that I really didn't even realize of how great a performer she is. Um, because like granted, I've seen her, I've seen her matches, but i never was a huge fan. But looking at that match with Candice LeRae. That match was 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 outstanding for not just women, just wrestlers in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I really thought at some point that Candace LeRae died in in the ring. <laughs> uh, well, not in the ring; it was outside the ring when she fell into that. But that's oh, tables. That that's that's another story. But I, I really have a respect for Io Shirai, and I really hope, whenever her time is to come up to the main roster, whether it's Raw or SmackDown, that WWE finally figures out a way that when you have all these NXT wrestlers. They are talented. Let them go in the ring. I know you're built on drama. I know you built on storyline, but let them show the talent that they have in the ring and why you brought them into this business. Anyway, wrestling comes before entertainment. Let's make sure we spotlight the wrestling that they can do. Uh, And I was just
1: impressed with her performance uh, for the night. That bump, bump that uh, Candace took at the end Ooh. through that ta- the, the ladder, one not even yeah, a tape. Yeah, that, yeah, ladder, yeah, ladder, right, right, right. I, I hope her knees are okay because yeah. that looked rough as could be. I'm going to quickly echo what 2 James is saying because, oh my God, as a long term old school WCW fan, I've been asking for those properties to be used for years. So I was very excited about Halloween Havoc, but I would also say that my expectations weren't through the roof or nothing. I was just happy to see the name being used. That show was tremendous. I would say from top to bottom, beginning to end, that was one of the best WWE shows in a long time. Easily the best NXT show of the USA Network era since they fired up on air. And hell, I'd put it better than a lot of the takeovers, better than, heck, some of the old WCW Halloween Havocs. It was just a fun show. The matches were good, and they did that great balance of like, The stuff that was like Halloween themed and throwbacks to WCW, they were there, but they didn't overwhelm the show and they were done in a fun way. And I ended that show and I was just like, NXT needs to be more like this on a week to week basis where it's like a good mix of like you got your hardcore, fun, solid wrestling action. But you're also the show isn't so damn serious. It's just serious wrestling show. They struck the perfect balance last night, and just if they could do that more often on a regular basis, things would get really interesting, I think, really quickly on Wednesday nights. But loved it, loved everything about Halloween Havoc. Cannot, if you haven't watched it, go out of your way. It was a really good show, really fun so, last night. So,
2: I can say this like everybody's saying, it was a fun. Episode of NXT. The whole thing was just fun for wrestling fans, fun for people with nostalgia like myself, Will, two James, and everybody else here. Just having Shotzi as the Dr. Frankenstein of the evening made perfect sense. Uh, she didn't perfect overstay her welcome. Role. Perfect. Didn't overstay her welcome. Did what needed to be done, especially when she came in towards the main event, which I'm looking forward to see what happens from that. Uh, Whoever that weird druid is that was attacking Damian Priest and who tried to attack Io Shirai, I'm glued to see who that is. A big shout-out to a guy who I can't stand most times, but yesterday I was entertained. Cameron Grimes. (laughs) Are you not entertained? (laughs) I can't stand him 90% of the time. But this feud with Loomis and his stupid podunk to-the-moon-baby mindset, I'm starting to buy in his, his finishers protected, but him running, <laughs> running away from the haunted mansion or whatever shirtless, like a weird horror movie, making his way through the dangerous NXT parking lot back into the arena to be devoured by zombies at the end of his match was the perfect way to end that creeptacular match for as much as we hated the Wyatt, Orton compound bursting in the flames match from a couple years ago. This one was a lot better. This one knew what it was. Mm -hmm. It's steered into the skid and it was entertaining. And then Candice Ray died for all of our sins last night through the (laughs) ladder. Uh, That bump. I know it's not on the level of her PWG super kicked thumbtacks, but still entertaining. Nonetheless, Raquel and and Rhea beat the crap out of each other. They beat the living snot out of one another, and I loved every minute of it. So if you haven't checked out Halloween Havoc, it lived up to the name. We didn't even talk about your your boy McAfee showing up with (laughs) Jack Jack Peter Dunn with with, with, uh, one twos with another Undisputed Era posse going up against the original Undisputed Era. So Pete Dunn, he had nothing to do but work out. It showed. He came jacked. He came ready to go. I'm looking forward to see what McAfee does as the mouthpiece to all three of those dudes because they're not the most magnetic on the microphone. I'm interested in NXT again. Thank you.
0: Uh, so, uh, you, I, I guess, how do I, how do I kind of phrase this the right way? How the hell did Pete Dunne get here? He row we-
2: like Jamal said. I was just wondering. This is it took this some is, long.
0: Is another <laughs> robot situation. And yeah, glad, glad that glad to see him back on television. But yeah, like, I was definitely wondering, like, oh, they made some things happen here. So cool. Good for him. Um, yeah. So that it for tonight. Is there anything else we need to talk about covering? Anybody one mind? more thing?
4: quick thing. Oh, the, the Miz? Miz. The Miz. Don't forget that was oh. probably one of the most low-key greatest things of the night. <laughs> And watch him <laughs> cash in around WrestleMania time. He's just going to enjoy this moment for right now to be a two-time, two-time <laughs> WWE champion.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Mar- so let, me get, let me get your quick reaction. Who he cashes in on? Who is he cashing on?
4: You know what? I think he might cash in on Randy Orton again. Okay. Or or if they do that Randy Orton versus Edge again, if they bring that back, whoever wins that
1: match. Okay. Ooh. I can, I can see those dots getting connected where Edge gets a – A quick little title reign, but it gets snatched away just as soon as he gets like that. Mm -hmm. I I could possibly see that. That wouldn't shock me. That wouldn't shock me. I'm going to throw one more thing in real quick since we had an old guest of the show, Billy Dixon. He's got a big show tonight. Paris is bumping is finally debuting tonight on IWTV at 10 o'clock. So, I want to qu- throw a quick shout out for Billy Dixon. Paris is bumping, debuting tonight, 10 p.m. on IWTV. You can use code PIB2020 for five free days. So, you don't even have to throw down any money if you don't want it, to check it out. So, he's been working on this show for years, talked about for him. We interviewed him. So, friend of the show, Billy Dixon, with a big show tonight on IWTV. Check it out.
0: Well said. Well said. Well, um because we'll refuse to bring up anything about randy orton we'll just leave it at the f-
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do we need to talk about
0: randy orton he
2: won that's it Moving he's, on champ on. Again.
0: he's champ again what else can you say oh uh, man i just just your enthusiasm about it that's all i just wanted to just hear you say something about it
1: <laughs>
0: it is what it is uh-huh.
1: i don't know this i tell you mondays are tough man Smackdown's just outshining Monday nights. So I can only get so excited about stuff happening on the red brand when the blue brand is just through the roof right now.
0: So Very well. we'll see what
1: Randall Orton does.
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to uh, jet off so I can watch uh, Twitch and uh, watch Paige talk about my Carolina football Carolina football team. <laughs> and that's that. Uh, but as always, folks, each and every Thursday, at 8 p.m. Live, catch us on all of our social media, interact with us in the chat is highly encouraged and um, of, of course if you cannot catch us live then you know expect to see that uh, episode dropping that following morning on all of our audio platforms uh, so you can listen to what we've been talking about fussing about rambling about each and every Thursday night and if none of that makes sense just step over to uh to keep up with all our latest episodes news and whatnots. So with that being said, thank you so much everybody for listening for tonight. Stay safe. And although we haven't talked about COVID tonight, it's still out there. Uh so wear mask the mask. <laughs> Wash
2: your hands
0: <laughs> and be safe. We'll catch you all next Thursday. Thank you for tuning in, folks. Oh,